0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with LA-based award-winning jazz vocalist Tawanda. She opened up about her debut, the new 2022 CD called Smile. This is the first album by one of the most promising young jazz singers to emerge in years. She was born in Las Cruces, New Mexico, to a German-born mother and a father from Mozambique, Tawanda spent her school years honing her vocal gifts in school musicals and choirs. Jazz entered her life at 18 when she enrolled in Santa Fe University of Art and Design. Everything's gone up from there. She talks about all of this and so much more.
1: Enjoy the interview.
2: Hey, thanks for taking a minute out today for the show. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure.
2: <laughs> Before we get into your new album, I want to know as an artist, and, and, and I know just the, the world of musicians especially the jazz community was rocked pretty hard by COVID and we're coming out of it now how did you survive that two-year period and how has it subsequently changed the way that not only you live your life but approach your craft
1: Ooh, wow that's a great first question Um, (laughs) yes I think it was a combination of a lot of different things Um, I did have a wonderful partner who helped guide me through. Um, I was able to go home for about three months during the height of it which was very wonderful so I was able to go home to New Mexico to the desert where things felt a little bit more spread out um, as compared to the density of LA which was nice to kind of just recharge and be with my loved ones Um, and then of course this Project um, that we're going to talk a little bit about today and um, and singing and performing was really what helped me kind of step up and show up and I think without those opportunities, um, things would have looked very different for me. It was very hard to find like um like so many other people, I lost my job, and so it was very hard to kind of navigate this, uh, world that was increasingly more confusing and, um, feel like the future is kind of unknown. And so, um, so if I didn't have something to wake up, wake up to every day, uh, wake up for every day to have that bit of purpose, I think, yeah, things would have looked very, very different for me, um. And, of course, I was in therapy, which was very helpful as well. So just kind of looking, looking at all the ways that I could show up in my life.
2: Well, the one thing before we get to your new album, Smile, is, is that you had kind of an eventful beginning or part of the pandemic. You were, a, uh, you were part of the Sarah Vaughn competition, and you were the winner in 2020. That had to be a huge um, mm. bit of confidence in it and a really big vault for you in your career
1: absolutely yes absolutely it's uh it's a beautiful competition and it's honoring the legacy of one of the world's finest jazz vocalists um and so that was a huge honor and luckily you know it was held in 2021 so we were about a year out of it at that point which was felt better <laughs> and the the submission was you know online in 2020 so it felt a little safer um by that point, but it was nice to be back in New Um in New Jersey this year uh to see this year's annual Sarah Bond Vocal Jazz competition and they did perform in front of a a sold out crowd. So it was so beautiful to witness that this year.
2: So I re- I remember interviewing uh, Michelle Coltrane at one point and mm. Alice had moved the family to L.A., I believe, somewhere on the coast, because they were Mm -hmm. used to New York, they were used to the East Coast. And she told me a story about one day seeing Sarah Vaughn ride by on a bike, and I've never been able to take that picture out (laughs) of my head.
1: Whoa. I I love that. And
2: she just was like, wow, that's Sarah Vaughn riding a bike, you know? And it's like, (laughs) sometimes I'll have people paint these vestiges of these legendary people, um, like Jack McDuffie and Ice Cream. And it's just like, wow, it's the mm. it's the penultimate of that uh Norman Rockwell painting. But at any rate, this, this was obviously, winning this competition was obviously a, a great precursor to your album, Smile. This has mm. to feel quite good to be able to have this coming out right now. I mean, there's a lot of albums that I got all the way through the pandemic. But I think the crop that are mm-hmm. coming out right now, there's something special because we're not in that point where things aren't opening up and we don't know what's going on. Live shows are happening. Things are going in a different way than they ever were before. So what what kind of relief is that, to, to be coupled with that?
1: Um, well, it's a great honor, um, and I feel, yeah, I feel like uh, it's really exciting to kind of celebrate this, what feels like, you know, things finally... Uh, I wouldn't say returning back to normal, but I would say they're definitely progressing in a way that seems a little bit less, <clears throat> less, uh, scary or confusing. Um, I'm not sure we'll ever get that same feeling of normalcy. Cause I think coupled with that is kind of this, um, though, so the, the, the mentality that we had before just seems so different. I think we're really like transitioning into something new and, um, and, and fresh, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's truly really an honor to be, as you said, kind of among those special albums that are being released now that have probably been worked on over the past few years. And, um, I have George Clayton of resonance records to thank for that. He really, um, yeah, it, it, he really, you know, supported and led this entire process. So, um, yeah, he's, I have all, all, all the thanks to give to him. <laughs> so, for something that's so long
2: awaited like this, you only get so many songs, so many different ways of capturing the essence of your of your release. What? How did you put this together? How did you artistically stitch this album together?
1: Yeah, I would say that this is truly more of. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't. I, I. I feel you know. I. I I'm excited to be to kind of have more creative control over albums um moving forward. I think this was really heavily influenced by the producer, which is was a wonderful thing. I, I, I think that um I really needed and was looking for that leadership in this process. So um he you know, we worked together kind of selecting the songs he he would kind of make suggestions or, and he gave me so m- many songs and, and so much to listen to over those years because I'm still, you know, I, I feel like I'm finally leaning out of novice <laughs> and into a little bit more of like, um, you know, okay, I'm I'm starting to be more of a professional and I think I know what I'm doing now. I think I've changed a lot um, since we first started recording the album, which is great. But he would kind of um, suggest tunes or just have me listen to songs and say, you know, what do you think about this? This is what I like about this one. And um, these are some beautiful things that jazz vocalists and jazz musicians um, are emulating. And so it was a beautiful learning moment for me as well. And then it came down to a final selection. And then, um, yeah, and then we we had Tamir Hendelman and Josh Nelson arranged these beautiful songs and it just kind of, they, they took on lives of their, their own after that.
2: Talk to me a little bit about your beginnings. You know, we all have the seeds in the beginning that grow into who we are. How did this jazz music singing journey begin for you?
1: Yeah, it um, started, well, I was always kind of like, I, I was always singing throughout um, elementary school and middle school and high school. And, we we started getting into show tunes, um, which you know were mostly tunes from the Great American Songbook, and also a lot of Broadway songs by Gershwin and 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 um, so on and so forth. And we were doing that in high school, and at that time I didn't really realize, you know, like this is this is jazz music. This is one of the greatest musical contributions from Black people in this country. It, it never I it never really. Uh, was clear to me in high school. But when I moved into college, and I think things started getting a little bit more political, but also more, um, yeah, I just fostered an even greater understanding of the world around me. And up until that point, I was singing a lot of choir music and my own original kind of like indie music. And and then there was this opportunity to take voice lessons with uh, Mirabai Daniels, who is the partner of Eddie Daniels, who's a world-renowned clarinetist. And um, she really took me out of the box that I was in and showed me, you know, this is how, this is improvisation. Like, this is speaking directly from your heart. This is, like, your expression. And everybody sounds different and everyone uses different things. And it's, like, how can you sing these lines in a completely different way you know no two lines are the same just like snowflakes you know and I was like and so it was such a struggle in the beginning and I remember being so frustrated because I think I was used to up until that point playing it very safely and being very comfortable and not really embellishing as much so so yeah from college I, I think I started lessons in 2014 until now um, and so that, that was really when my, my relationship with Jazz began and I started to really understand what I was doing and why I was doing it and where it came from. And it's, um, yeah, such an honor to be here today, kind of caring for that legacy and being able to do it is such a, such a thing I'm, I'm grateful for. So yeah, I've always had music within me, but I I came from a background of world music. I didn't grow up with jazz music and uh, my family are, they're not musicians. So I kind of, a lot of this has been kind of forging my own path and, um, and kind of like carrying the, the mantles that have been handed down through me, uh, through music, uh, like Sarah Vaughn, for example, I feel like she paved the way for many of us, um, especially black, black women in jazz, um, and vocalists specifically. So yeah, um, that's, that that was how I started. So what
2: was the first live jazz show you saw that blew you away that made you think that that might be something you would want to do?
1: Oh gosh. Um, mm, that's a great question. (laughs) Um, i seen a lot of shows throughout my life I think I knew I wanted to do jazz, uh, or not jazz, but I knew I wanted to be a singer since I was since I was incredibly young um, and we would go to a lot of concerts and like symphony orchestra stuff, our boy would watch different kind of uh, you know, like world renowned musicians come through our small town And um, and I had some some singers in the in the friend group as well but um first jazz performance wow that that didn't come until after I was studying jazz so I think I chose I chose to to do this I chose to sing sing this music long before I had really seen anyone um anyone kind of like perform it in the way I do now but I think that love for this music was definitely inspired by all of the musicians that I've seen live up to that point, if that makes sense.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So what is it that motivates you, that makes you enjoy being a professional musician so much? What do you look forward to the most?
1: For me, it's really the connection, and it's also really it's an extremely sacred thing for me to be able to tell these stories and for people to listen and resonate with them. I think it's very sacred. Um, I think that it is something that humans have been doing and sharing and um, using to connect for, for billions. I mean, since we've, yeah, since we were in the Stone Age, basically, it's just this idea of, like, giving and receiving information and telling stories and and documenting our lives, you know, that goes back so, so far. And um, it's something that's so beautiful that we're still being able to share today. And, you know, it's funny that <clears throat> there's been, like, this increase of AI, Technology, artificial intelligence technology, and how they're, you know, they're starting to like paint and, you know, and then they, they maybe in the future will be able to create these songs that are so formulaic. And, um, and, and I just feel so grateful to be able to be doing this now. I think it's really important for human beings to connect in person in spaces that are, you know, known for fostering that connection and, and it's always such a blast to meet people after the shows and just talk to them human to human and to meet people i I normally maybe wouldn't would have never met and um so that's that's the that's the that's the biggest reason why I do this and why it fills me with so much love and joy it's the community aspect of it
2: you know the one thing about talking to artists about albums is by the time you start really talking about it you've moved on to the next project. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious Mm -hmm. for you, as far as like, you know, recorded projects or live shows, what are you looking at as we head towards the end of 22 and going into next year in 2023?
1: Yeah. um, There's a few things in the works. I am, um, I'll be working with uh, Herb Jordan, who is, uh, he's an award winning writer and composer on some songs that have been previously um, worked on from Andy Bay. Um, And so that is work that I am really respecting and taking my time with. And so we'll be in the studio sometime next year. Um, And I'm also working on getting back into songwriting, which is something that's really exciting for me. Um, So as the year winds down and maybe there aren't as many performances happening at the end of the year, I'm really focusing on using my time now to write more music and hopefully write more, you know, I want to collaborate with more jazz musicians and write some jazz music and I also want to try to write some more original music and um, just kind of flex that muscle a little bit more because I think that is another gift that I have, but um, but in, you know, the past few years it kind of atrophied because it it was a very kind of personal, intimate um practice that I kind of just let go of. So I'm excited to to do that again. And yeah, every every here and there we're like popping in plugging shows for next year. I keep getting little messages from my manager, you know, hold this date or working on this date and and hopefully I'll get to Europe soon as well. Um I have family there and it would be such a blast to to perform there and and be home in a way um as well. So yeah, right now I think I'm just trying to perform as often as I can and have a few recording opportunities um on the back burner as well and then focus on my original music too. So We're doing all of those things at the same time.
2: (laughs) Wonderful. So everyone out there has a perception of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately Mm -hmm. you're in control of your life. What's your Mm -hmm. perception of you? Who do you think you are?
1: Who do I think I am? Um, I love this question. Thank you for asking that. I think it's really, like, uh, so important to ask those questions, especially, yeah, especially to, like, I don't know. I feel like young artists and also like female artists too, because I think, you know, there's a lot of like performance, performing, and it's a lot of like, it's a lot of, uh, yeah, like kind of like walking around in these, in these male dominated spaces, and then you're kind of like building this, this persona or something. Some Sometimes I feel like that, but I feel like, I love that question. Um, it's, it's something that is, that I am, I'm still in the process of reclaiming. I think, uh, during COVID a big part of me kind of like shut down and I shifted into the survival mode. So I'm still working on undoing that and peeling back the layers of protection to just reveal this most authentic me that I am. But, I would say that <clears throat> you know i'm i'm a hippie girl i am i'm a little you know i'm a little brassy i'm as honest as i can be i i you know have such a deep love for the the earth that we inhabit i respect it i i i am such a fan of you know. I, I, I really appreciate human connection. I and I'm I'm just trying to move ever further in that direction of just honesty and authenticity, and also this like sacred, sacred gifts that artists and creators have been given to create these safe spaces to connect with others. I think that's like the main reason that we're here, and I also think the main reason that we're here is to delves ever further into who we are, and and I am the first to admit that I will, I will, I will be making mistakes, and I will be trying out things that might seem like dark and scary and and different because that is that's who I feel like I am. It's just this this being who is put here for a limited time, and I really want to experience a wide range of of experiences, and I think that it, it is building up this incredible being who is able to then, um, kind of, what's the word, like, navigate the world better. I think intensely creative people can navigate the world better, can navigate it in the best way, and it's not, you know, about what you have, it's not about the resources you have, but it's how you have expanded your mind to to be creative in every in every situation or in every moment of life. So that's what I aspire to be. So I feel like I am definitely on that path. And thank you for asking that question again.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this has been great, one Thank you for opening up today. Thank you for your time. Good luck with everything, and you know, with the. Uh, End of the year coming up,
0: the holidays in 2023. Good luck with everything. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you. Take it easy and happy holidays. You
0: too. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and singers in L.A., New Mexico, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Tawanda for her time, energy, and class. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Damiño on the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at youtube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
1: You will find that life is still worthwhile if you just smile.
0: Neon Jazz.